inspired by Minion doing his walk and talk podcast episodes, I decided to try the same thing. So it's very late at night and I'm walking through uh, early spring that we got here in Indiana. And um, this will be on the other end of the spectrum from my other episodes, which were essentially um, most of the time me reading um, essays that I had written uh, at different times. So this is just going to be my free thinking about different topics in role-playing. So tonight I'm going to talk about player characters and um, their characters' choices and um, willpower. I think it's safe to say that the general practice is whenever the players say that their characters are going to do something, um, the only constraint that GMs will put on them is the physical possibility of accomplishing that task. So the players come up with either specific plans in regards to some event that's going on, or they'll have a a daily schedule of events that they're going to be doing. It could be something like this. We choose to get up before dawn and we start making breakfast and preparations and then we practice sword play for two hours. Then we travel hard, we stop, we eat, we exercise, we do more sword play, we travel, and we stop and you know, on and on. Or let's take a scenario where the uh, players decide that they're going to spy on a group of other people who may or may not be enemies. And so a player says, I'm going to wait in that copse of trees for the next 10 hours and just watch them all day. All right. So for anything in this ballpark, what we have is the players listing out things which are clearly physically possible. People can force themselves to live regimented lives, highly disciplined lives of um, exercise, of practice, Clearly, there's a motivation because their lives are on the line. They need to get better at swordplay. Or they need to reach a destination in the next four days, so they're going to push themselves really hard. Or in the case of uh, spying on a group of people, it is physically possible to essentially sit or lay or lounge about watching a place for 10 hours or other tasks that whenever we look at them individually we can say yes that's possible you do it all right so what pops into my mind next is while 
we can list out things that are physically possible for people to accomplish. If we just turn that around on our own lives and we say, yeah, you know, if I were to list out on paper the ideal um, use of my time. So I get up at a particular time, I eat the right kinds of food, I exercise, I avoid wasting time on social media, I go for a run, I lift weights, I spend time with my family, I journal, I meditate, on and on and on and on. All these things are possible, but only a small percentage of people actually live that way. And so, when it comes to player characters, a question that arises is, how realistic do you want the psychology of your player characters to be? Now, that question would only appeal to a certain kind of gamer, I know. A pat answer is, well, these characters are heroic. These characters are de facto exceptional. These characters automatically have this great discipline and willpower and make themselves do these things, and that's why they are the heroes of the campaign. So if you're happy with that answer, if your group is happy with that answer, then go to and you need not consider any more of this. Now, I'm not happy with that answer. I don't like the idea of player characters being special just because they're the player characters. I don't like the idea of them possessing something just because they're being run by players. Um, my own inclination is uh, is that the more um, like us that player characters are, the more human, the more flawed, the uh, more challenged we are in every area of life, the more relatable and increases my fun and people who enjoy my style of gaming uh, have the same enjoyment. So whenever we come to questions about players doing things that are physically possible, like waiting in the woods for 10 hours, we look at Navy SEAL training. And for them, it's much more than 10 hours. But there is an exercise. You can Google this. I'm happily walking right now, so I'm not going to Google it. But one of the requirements is that they um, have their sniper rifle, they have a location somewhere in the wilderness, and they must lie down and remain unobserved for, I don't know how many hours, 20 hours. They cannot move because if they get caught moving, they get disqualified. I don't know if they get kicked out, but it's, it's something severe. It's a test that they have to pass. 
and many of them don't. So we're looking at something that on paper looks really easy, but in real life, it actually requires um, discipline to make yourself do something that you don't want to do. So in situations when we're not uh, being pressed by some immediate, urgent task that's right in front of our faces, um, it, it requires us to draw on um, some inner strength to force ourselves to do something. And so if we carry that over to our player character, something like that, the notion of my character decides to do this thing, whatever this thing is that requires a great deal of willpower and self-discipline, I am very much in favor of using a willpower or discipline um, attribute. One that gets relied on whenever characters are declaring that they want to do something requiring a great deal of willpower. I was recently, uh, this a couple weeks ago, uh, talking with Phil on Twitter, who many of you know, I've known Phil for like four years now on Twitter, and uh, about the issue of how brave the player characters are going to be. Um, and this is on, uh, again, this goes back to if you're happy with the player characters de facto being these heroic figures who never give in to fear, uh, then that's your game and, and you're happy with it. Your group's happy. Great. Um, I'm not at all. Um, I uh, struggle with is... I really don't like the idea of uh, the players uh, encountering situations that are frightening and us having to roll dice to see if they're going to, you know, run away or not necessarily run away, but choose to not go forward, let's say. Uh, so just let me tell you, for example, when I think of um, early Dark Age, primitive, ancient, um, primeval fantasy is, is my thing, if you don't know anything about me. The people in my worlds look at things like the underground or ancient forests um, as being something unnatural that there's something in there, that there's something underground other than just rock and dirt. <laughs> and the notion of let's go spelunking or let's go look for monsters or especially once we get into the realm of let's go to a place where we know that there's something unnatural down there. The people in my world avoid that at all costs. And the player characters are drawn into situations where um, one of the main options for dealing with a, a situation is to go down there. 
there's something down there that has to be discovered or perhaps rescued or slain or what have you. The question rises in my mind, would these characters descend? Would they go into uh, a place where everyone believes there are some kind of monsters? So how do we decide if those players actually have the courage to go do it? And again, I really like the idea of using willpower uh, as an attribute or discipline as a skill and some kind of a, a rubric that um, informs our intuition about whether they can force themselves to do this thing. And that's what all this is about. Um, as, we're, as we're trying to make characters that are deeply relatable as real people and not as um, cardboard cutout heroes, I'm very much in favor of the players being reticent and and not just, you know, giving a few disclaimers. Oh, yes, we're afraid, but we're going to go do it anyway because we're the players and because this is just a game, quote unquote. And so we go where the action is. Again, uh, that's just my particular gaming style. Uh, if If you like that, then great. But uh, I certainly don't. There seems to be this old line in the sand with regards to, let's just say D&D, going all the way back um, to whenever I was a kid, that the players were always allowed to be um, courageous uh, all the way up to death unless there was some supernatural force forcing them to not be. So... Um, my memory is that if there's a dragon, the dragon emanates fear like a spell. And if we fail against that fear spell, we run, right? So that is the old line in the sand, is that unless there's a supernatural effect forcing us to run away, we're not going to run away favor of blurring that line, but as much as possible, I want to incorporate the uh, input of the player with regards to what they'll do. With regards to if their character chooses to be afraid or to be a coward. Now, this is actually nothing to do with retreating, because sometimes retreating is just a strategic choice because the battle is going a certain way and they have the possibility of retreat, and so they do it. That's not this issue. That's a different issue. This issue is the best thing strategically to do is to stick with the fight, to charge forward, to go into the haunted crypt, etc., but is too afraid and doesn't do it. 
That is very interesting to me, and that makes really good role-playing. And again, it's not just having the player give a few one-liners about, oh, I'm really afraid, and then someone gives some half-ass speech, oh, be be brave, and the player says, oh, okay, I'll be brave because you encourage me. It it just strikes me as bullshit. Right. So, um, again, so we have this uh, willpower or discipline attribute that we can point to, and in some cases we wouldn't have to roll at all. The the player looking at that particular stat says, my character is too afraid to go do that thing, or my character is too undisciplined to do the most uh, vigilant, responsible thing. Let's have another scenario. So it's winter and the characters have been traveling and they come upon a small town and they know that there's a warm um, inn and tavern inside this place and they're all dying to go in and let's say that there's some reason why going into the town might not be the the best strategic choice for some reason down the road. It, it's not obvious. Like It's not like going into a town where there are enemies waiting for them. But let's just say that the, the characters know that it's slightly to their advantage to not enter that town. Now, the temptation to go in and sleep in a bed and eat warm food would overwhelm most of our vigilance in that situation. And we would just say, screw it, and we'd go in and we'd want to be warm and safe and and drink ale and whatever. So again, um, my preferred option for this or for you know running away from enemies or what have you is for the players just to look at their uh, character overall and say, um, yeah, I'm not that disciplined or I'm not that brave or I'm not that vigilant. Screw it. I'm going to go do the thing uh, which is easier which is more desirable because that's what people do. That's why most of us are lazy and we don't live the lives we know we could live um, because we haven't fostered uh, willpower. I mean, this goes back to the ancient uh, Greek word akrasia, which is uh, to do something that goes against uh, our better judgment. We know what is good for us in an instance, and we just don't do it. It's because uh, a brokenness in our will. I think there are other cases when the players or the GMs um, as well would look at a particular character and say, uh, both of them agree, I don't know if your character would do it or not, and so dice would have to come into this.
Right. So there's an old, um, pretty angry reaction that players have to this because they say that their volition is being taken away from them. And uh, I don't think that that's the case at all. Um, I, I think that their character's volition is as susceptible to weakness as ours. And so we know in large measure what is best for us, what the best options are for, you know, any part of our day. Ten times a day, there may be some, you know, pretty serious choices we could make. If we do this, it improves things. If we don't, things stay the same or get worse. And yet we don't choose the best thing. And having characters who are like that, uh, in my opinion, really enriches things. It makes them much more relatable, much more human, much less uh, cartoony. They're not 1950s uh, superheroes. They're not Superman who always does the right thing. Again, yeah, this all comes down to uh, preference of what kind of, of gaming world and characters you want. Um, if you want your characters to be de facto heroes, then that's going to give you the kind of game that you want. And great, go ahead. Um, it's not for me. I wouldn't enjoy that. I find that addressing uh, questions like this really enriches the game for us. It really makes the characters um, much more relatable. Um, and also, it it gives that room for growth. The In my system, at least, the willpower attribute uh, grows with time. And when you... Um, I mean, your backstore can give you a really high willpower. Uh, but it was an attribute that you chose to raise at the expense of others. And so you gained those benefits. But even if it was low at the start, after you go through serious uh, life-challenging uh, ordeals, especially when you suffer you know, serious bodily bodily harm or you have friends die or um, all kinds of consequences that you can see have caused these problems, um, that's going to have the potential to change you. And uh, this gives lots of room for growth. All right, so these are my uh, meanderings for the night, uh, both physically and mentally. So uh, drop me a line if you want to uh, share your opinion on this. Um, thanks a lot for listening. Mm-hmm.